We're not going to read this whole text, but we're going to read verses 6 through 9, 2 Corinthians 6 through 9. You ready? Let's read it together. The point is this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and whoever sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. Each one must give as he has decided in his heart, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to make all grace abound to you, so that having all sufficiency in all things at all times, you may abound in every good work. And as it is written, he has distributed freely. He has given to the poor. His righteousness endures forever. Amen. Let's give God some praise for his word. Amen. You can be seated. Thankful to God. You know, we've been on a series of messages. I think I can say this is the last message in this series on seeds for needs. And, and uh, I wouldn't say that this is the best, you know, save the best for last. That's not what we did. But we, play, we, we saved a significant uh, teaching for last. Amen. Uh, practical spirituality is important. Amen. Did you hear me? Practical spirituality is important. You know, we don't want our spirituality to be pie in the sky after a while and by and by. Amen. <laughs> we want our spirituality to be tangible, relevant. Amen. Uh, active and engaged uh, in the current economy, if you will. And uh, Jesus even said, where your treasure is, that's where your heart will be also. Amen. But, uh, you know, when we talk about seeds, you know, this is the place we usually go first, about planting seeds, sowing financial seeds, and the promises in Scripture related to that sowing. So it's the issue of generosity. Amen? How many of you know that God wants us to be generous? Amen? It's a practical impartation to be generous. Amen? Can you imagine a chintzy, cheap, you know, uh, selfish Christian? A Christian that uh, has not broken away from one of the major threats to Christianity, which is materialism. Amen? And we are living in, as you well know, a materialistic society. Amen? Obsessed with pleasure, obsessed with possessions. And so the focus on self is prevalent. And our sin natures lend themselves uh, to lean in that direction. We have a predisposition, a proclivity to drift and be drawn to things. Amen? Accusa accumulations and acquisitions. Uh, that's our modus of operation. And in this commercial society that's just uh, incessantly promoting it. You know, I remember when Facebook was just about to connect. Amen? Now it's ads and merchandise and e-commerce and uh, purchasing of items and promotion of items and promotion of businesses, amen, so social media, uh, the computer, the internet. The, it's, it's, it's on steroids trying uh, to uh, be profiteering in terms of trying to reach us and, 
and, uh, and influence us to want more and more and more. God has placed in, uh, in the Word a strategy to help us navigate this and not succumb to materialism. And materialism, the reason it's a problem, because it is a type of idolatry. Amen? When we put anything before God, that is an idol. Amen? And God doesn't want us to live in this place where we are placing anything above him. He actually uh, said, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And then he put a promise. He coupled that with a promise. And all other things will be added unto you. If, if I'm first. So, so, so he said, I got some benefits, some blessings, some profits, some proceeds, some dividends to give you. Amen. If you put me first. Amen. If you understand that there's a spiritual dynamic involved, there's a supernatural dynamic involved in this whole principle of giving. He even said something, you know, counterintuitive. It is more blessed to give than to receive. That doesn't make good walking around sense for most people. You know, for most people, we're thinking, okay, if I give, I'm losing. It's a loss. Let's chalk that up to a loss. Amen. And that's the mindset and perception that we have to push away from. And then people have perception about the church that it's our, you know, role to squeeze a dollar out, out your pocket. <laughs> Amen. Uh, <laughs> it's like that Capital One commercial. What's in your wallet? <laughs> Amen. What's in your wallet, child? What you got? You know. And so rumors spread about churches want to see your, your IRS tax returns to verify that you are giving a tithe. Let me see your pay stub. Amen. We don't do that at Rejoice. <laughs> We don't do that at Rejoice. You know, we, we try to have a good, healthy mindset about this whole process of giving. That the Bible teaches proportionate giving. In other words, the Bible is fair in what it has to say about giving. You do your part, I do my part. It's not based on a comparison and contrast. It's not based on how much you have or how little I have. It's based on what you have, how you've been blessed. And that's biblical. In the Old Testament, there was an emphasis on the tithe. In the New Testament, there is an emphasis on uh, generosity. You know, in the New Testament teaching, they really felt like the tithe was too little. So they, they said, look, you give based on how you've been blessed. Amen. So, so they, they, a, a different approach came in each case. But the, the, the tithe was endorsed by Jesus in Matthew 23, 23, when he said, you ought to do that. Amen. Now, now, don't leave some other things undone, but you ought to at least do that. Respond by giving the tithe. Amen. Jesus, in essence, endorsed it, commended it. Amen. The tenth part, the tithe. Uh, but we're not in the business of squeezing anything out of you. I don't want you to give if you feel pressured, like we're twisting your arm. Amen. That's why any significant ask should be coupled with time to make a decision. Did you hear me? It should be coupled with time to make a decision, not 
not pressure, just like you shouldn't go into a store and that sales pitch got you, and in that moment you are arrested by the sales pitch and you turn over your credit card. Now it's, you know, your spending is again, your budget is whack, you're out of control again. You know, no, you shouldn't do anything under pressure, compulsion. Amen? Why? Because the Word of God says God loves a cheerful giver. So he wants to get you to get your mind wrapped around the whole process. You don't, he don't want you to be, feel squeezed. He doesn't want you to have the perception that you're losing in any way. He doesn't want you to feel like if I break, pay my tithes, you know, I am, uh, I'm messing up my car note, messing up my house note, messing up my, my grocery bills, m- messing up my, my, my tire. I got, I got tire and maintenance to do on my uh, automobile. No, he wants you to understand that you can, you can do this by faith. You know, it's a process of making a decision. Amen. You got to make a decision. That's what the scripture says. What, what, what does it say? It says, you know, uh, each one must give as he has decided in his heart, not reluctantly, not under compulsion. For God loves a cheerful giver. Amen. So I'm cheerful if I decide. Amen. Not sporadic, not under compulsion, not, you know, in the moment, I decide ahead of time, and I prioritize this ahead of time. Amen, somebody. So, so I make a decision to make a prior commitment. You ever had, you know, something happen, let's say you didn't anticipate that you really need another refrigerator. Amen. But you had to bite the bullet and buy another refrigerator, and you were thinking before you made the purchase that I don't know if I can handle this new obligation. And now you're a year into having purchased the refrigerator and somehow it all worked out. Amen. Amen. An obligation that you thought you would never be able to meet, now you're meeting. Amen. It's similar when you first start tithing. Initially you think, I can't do that. Amen. I don't know if I can accomplish that. I don't know if my budget can bear it. I don't make as much as some other people. Amen. Again, it's not about comparison and contrast. But the faith leap is to believe that if I jump in, that God will go with me. Amen. Amen. Sometimes I ask people, if you're given $10, how much, it belong, how much of it belongs to God? Yeah, some of y'all got cheat sheet. <laughs> you done heard me say this and do this before. But if you got $10, all of it belongs to God. Every single dime. You even belong to God. The word says you were bought with a price. You're a gift from Almighty God, your personhood, your personality. You're making into the planet as a gift from Almighty God. You are here because God bequeathed it. God said, let it be so. Amen? So in response to him, I say, everything belongs to God. So God says, how do I know that you understand that this everything belongs to me? By responding, by giving your tithes and offerings. And then you're expressing faith that God I'm giving $1 off the top. The scripture gives us directions about how to give it because, you know, if we spend that $9, we'll hold up our last dollar and say, Lord, you want my last? No, I want your last. I want your first. Or give me the first part. Me and you can do more with $9 than you can do with 10 by yourself. Amen. Amen. That's my promise. I'm going to be with you with the nine. If you respect this practical, uh, this practical approach, praise God, And he knows that life is about movement, increase, flow. Amen? 
Anything that stays still, anything that doesn't move, it becomes stagnant. Amen, somebody. So there's a flow to life. Amen? There's a flow to life. If, if, if you, the Dead Sea, you're familiar with the Dead Sea? The water comes into the Dead Sea, but water doesn't go out of the Dead Sea. As a result, nothing lives in the Dead Sea. It's stale. It's stagnant. Amen? It's lifeless because it doesn't have flow. But if, so everything needs an outlet. Amen? Everything comes in. Things have to come out. Can I get a witness? So things flow. Life is about flow. Life is about understanding that life moves from one place to another. He doesn't want you to settle, to hold on, to hoard. He wants generosity to flow through us. So he wants us to plant seeds, to sow seeds. And he said, proportionately, how you are blessed based on how you proportionately give. If you give generously, amen, if you, if you sow generously, you're going bountifully, amen, you're going to reap bountifully. If you sow mm, tensely, you know, and gingerly, and cautiously, and carefully, and, you know, and, uh, you know, just pulling out all these stops, amen, then your reap, your harvest will also be minimized. So he says, sow generously, amen, somebody. No movement, no increase. But if there's movement, if there's sowing, if we ascribe to this supernatural principle, God says, I'll bring the increase in you. 60, 30, 100-fold increase. You can take one, one corner, kernel of corn, amen, one, I'm sorry, one ear of corn, and you take all those, you know, little kernels in the corn, you can plant each one of them, and each one will bring up another ear. One, one, one ear of corn produces multiple ears of corn. Amen. One tomato produces multiple tomatoes. One watermelon produces multiple. Amen, somebody. You say, why you had to go there? I had to get it in there. <laughs> Amen. There's a lot of seeds in watermelons. And I happen to like watermelon. Yeah, you fit the stereotype. Yes, I do. I'm very proud. Thank you, Jesus. I like fried chicken, too. I don't get it that often, but, uh, but I like it. Amen, somebody. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> Woo. Okay, okay, I'm going to move along. I'm going to move along. I got, I, got, I got derailed for a second. Start salivating. Okay. So, what are we going to do? Amen. Are we going to be designated takers or givers? Amen. I would be, rather be, have the designation as a giver than a taker. Amen? What do you look like in the sight of Almighty God? Do you look like a giver or do you look like a taker? Amen. Do you look like a contributor or do you look like a consumer? Amen. Just consuming all you can. God wants us to become proportionate givers to, 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 and, and to have the right attitude about it. When you give, do you grin or do you grimace? Amen. Which emotion? response is evoked in you, you know, or you, do you have a fear to give? You know, there's a fear that's attached to the faith, the FOMO, fear of missing out. Amen? So you say, okay, if I release, I might miss out on something, but 
the opposite will happen. If you release, God opens doors. He opens windows. He opens opportunities and options. Amen, somebody. You, you're then operating in the realm of faith, praise God, and you believe in God for your future. And you believe in him for the preferable future, a blessed, abundant life in him, praise God, connected by him. I was blessed, as I've told you all on a few occasions, to grow up in a generous household. My mom was a tither. Amen. And I jousted with her. I told, tell y'all tell about that. I jousted with her one time when I was a child because I wanted some Converse All-Stars. <laughs> and I, and, I, and I, I, I guess I sounded like the devil to her. She said, I said, Mom, won't you just give me that money you're getting ready to put in church? I can get my, I can get my Converse, you know, play some basketball. <laughs> Amen. Have my feet covered properly. You know, how to... The, the, that was the latest. That's like Nike back then. Back then, Converse was like Nike or Adidas, you know, big, big time brand. That was, the, that was the brand. You had it going on if you had them little canvas rubber tennis shoes on <laughs> with the star on the side. You know, it was, it was kind of projecting, projecting stardom. <laughs> Amen. And, and I'll never forget the rebuke I received. Boy, you must be crazy. You think, I'm a rod from God, steal from God, the guy buy you some tennis shoes. Don't, don't you have some tennis shoes? I said, uh, yeah, I got, I got, well, you good, boy. i never forget that object lesson to say, we are a household of generosity. We give no matter what. It may seem like we have lack, but we are blessed and highly favored. And I saw my mom move along to be a, a profitable businesswoman. She was the first businesswoman to have a gift shop in a Hilton hotel in Mobile, Alabama, in the deep south, in L.A., lower Alabama. Amen, somebody. <laughs> and, and, you know, and just different things and doors that were open, prosperous doors, access, opportunities. And, 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 and you know, and she, did, she, did, she, she, she finished high school, but that was it. Amen, somebody. Our, you know, our generation, our family, we're the first, uh, you know, generation to finish college. Amen. Go to grad school, all that kind of stuff. Birthing blessings, setting up a generation for blessings. Amen, somebody. Amen. So we can't think of giving like it's an obligation. Amen. The Word of God says, he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will supply will multiply your seed for sowing and increase the harvest of your righteousness. Yeah, yeah. Amen. So he's going to shape your spirit and shape your character, shape your personality as a result of your attaching this tentacle to him. Amen. You will be enriched in every way to be generous in every way, which through us will produce thanksgiving to God. In other words, you're giving because what? You are thankful. You know, Minister Leroy, he was... He was uh, pointing up the things that we should be thankful for. And he covered some things I was going to mention today. I'm going to recover them. <laughs> Amen, somebody. We ought to be thankful we got food in the refrigerator. Amen. Amen. Not just for the food, but for the refrigerator. <laughs> Amen, somebody. Did you know that most people on the planet don't have a refrigerator? Amen. They're still salting their meat. They're still preserving things, things like that. Most people don't have, 80% of the planet don't have no refrigerator. You're just blessed. You know, a lot of times you just let stock, stuff stockpile up in there and spoil. That's just how blessed you are. Most people don't let stuff food spoil. 
that would be sacrilegious to let food spoil when you need food. If you got a roof over your head, you're richer than 75% of people on the planet. I'm talking about a roof on your head. A roof. I'm talking about shelter from the rain. Amen. You're richer than 75% of the people in the world. Amen. If you have your health, amen, one million people are going to die this week. Did you hear me? And not, not all of them because they're old and, you know, old age and, you know, a ripe old age and they've lived to, you know, no, I'm talking about young people included in the ratio, included in that. million people will die this week. Amen, somebody. If you have spare change, spare change, I'm talking about spare, I'm talking about some change in the bottom of your pocketbook. I'm talking about change in the cup holder or your vehicle. I'm talking about some change. You're in the top 8% in the world. You're in the top 8%. Amen, somebody. If you don't experience religious persecution, you're in the top, you, 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 you're blessed more than 3 billion people in the world who experience religious persecution. Just to be able to exercise my faith. If you haven't ever been in a world, a war, if you haven't ever fought a battle, amen, somebody. If you haven't ever been in prison, if you haven't ever been starving, amen, you, you're better off than 500 million people. Amen? Well, what you talking about? If, if you can read, you're better off than 2 billion people. If you're just literate. Amen? And you like, like we don't have anything to be thankful for. We have a lot, a lot, a whole lot to be thankful for. Amen, somebody. Your position on the planet is a, is a blessing from Almighty God. Amen. And the Word of God says, to much is given, much is required. First in response to the kingdom, then in response to the world. Go ye into all the world. Go ye to Jerusalem. That's your home. Judea, that's your extended family. Samaria, people of different ethnic and cultural backgrounds and races. Amen. Go to the uttermost parts of the earth and, and go make a disciples. Make a difference, praise God. Invest in what I'm doing. Where your treasure is, that's where your heart will be also. I want you to invest in the work. Amen, somebody. You know, don't just, well, it's going to get done. Somebody else is going to do it. No. God has a role for you to play in the work advancing. Amen. He has an investment that he wants you to make in advancing the kingdom's work. And it's not based on how wealthy or how lacking you think you are. Because of that spirit of generosity, and, and once I was exposed to tithing at an early place in my ministry, amen, I began to teach it, I began to exercise it, and guess what happened? I have never in my adult life had a fear of lack. Never. I can't never think of a time in my adult life where I'm like, ooh, I don't think I'm going to make it. Amen. What happened? Faith was birthed in me. Faith to know that God will meet my needs according to his riches and glory. Amen. Faith to stand on the word of God. Faith to know that it's going to be all right. Faith to know that God's going to watch over me. Faith to know that God is going to be a provider. Faith to know that any endeavor that I enter into, that God can bring the increase. And where God guides, he provides. Praise God. To know that without a shadow of doubt makes one purposeful. And it, and it, it relieves you of a major fear, a fear of lack. 
If you sold out to God, you don't have to fear lack. You don't have to think, well, I ain't going to be able to make it. It ends ain't going to meet. I ain't ne- that's never run across my mind. Ends ain't going to meet. You know, somehow, I mean, it may not be calculating perfectly, but somehow God's going to allow this to happen. Somehow God's going to open the door. Somehow God's going to bring the increase. Somehow God's going to open up opportunities. Somehow the belief is strong and purposeful. Amen? Because that commitment is unwavering to bring the tithes and offerings into the storehouse that there would be meat in my house. God wants his house prosperous. And see, he said, see if, see if I would not open up the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that you are unable to receive. Amen. You, don't, you won't have room enough to receive. He says, test me in this. Prove me in this. I dare you. I double-dog dare you. Amen. To get involved and invest in this, this, this practical spirituality will come to bear on your life. And you'll experience an increase. Amen, somebody. So he wants us to be generous. You know, we come into the world naked and broke. Guess how we leave? Naked and broke. <laughs> Amen? You might have some red bottoms on in the, in the casket. Amen? But you're still naked and broke. Amen? They might lay you out in a gold or mahogany casket, but you're still lifeless, naked and broke. Matter of fact, if you don't watch out, your cousin, somebody going to get them red bottoms right off your feet. <laughs> she ain't going to need these. <laughs> Amen. You think that jewelry going down in the ground? She ain't going to need them. <laughs> we come in this world naked and broke. Stephen King, renowned author, you know, a lot of his movies have been... Uh, his, his uh, novels have turned into movies and all of that. And he was on the road one night. I think he was jogging. And he was hit by a car. And, uh, you know, he flew in the air over into a ditch. I mean, they thought they were going to have to amputate his legs. That's how bad the injuries were. You know, one of his bones just was sticking out through his jeans. And he, was think- he said he was thinking when he was on the side of the road. I was thinking, you know something? I got an unlimited... Visa, MasterCard, American Express, it ain't going to do me no good lying on the side of the road in a ditch. He said, I got all this money, all these resources. I'm still broken naked right now. Right here, I am, I am needy. I am in need of intervention. I'm in need of help and assistance. And I don't care how much money I have, I can't call on it to help me at this point. You know, and then he became a proponent for generosity and, you know, saying, that, saying you can't take it with you. <laughs> Amen. You know, we, we got to be generous. We got to be service-minded. We got to use our resources. You know, Warren Buffett, when he, when he ends his life, he's going to be naked and broke. Amen. Zuckerberg going to be naked and broke. Amen, somebody. Who else rich? Y'all Oprah, she's going to be naked and broke. Amen. <laughs> Tyler Perry, you're going to be naked and broke one day. Amen, somebody. This money doesn't mean anything. Aretha, you know, when it was over, she was naked and broke. Amen, somebody. And folks still fighting over her money. (laughs) Y'all try to have a will, please. (laughs) Amen. 
You know, it ain't enough to have a pink Cadillac. God wants us to be about his business and to break off the shackle of selfishness because we've been blessed. Christianity led the way in the world becoming compassionate and sensitive because of these, this challenge to sow seed. Amen. Sow seeds of service. So when earthquake, an earthquake happened, you know, in the early days, the first century and all that time, an earthquake happened, people just scattered and looked out for themselves. Christianity came on the scene. People start helping people. Amen, somebody. Instead of folk running away from harm, folks start running towards harm. Amen. Hurricanes, earthquakes, you know, uh, 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 all these traumas, fires and plagues and military conquests, Christians running in with, with a cross on to see about injured people on the battlefield, putting themselves in harm's way. That mindset, that mindset of being a giver, that mindset of being a sharer, that mindset of having a life of service is what, who we are. Amen? And, but it starts in the tangible realm where we, we take the tests and we pass the tests. The tests. Are you giving your tithes and offerings? Amen, somebody. Well, it births even more in us, this spirit of being blessed and prosperous and knowing that God is good and never feeling that sense of lack because God is on your side. Amen. I was meeting with a pastor, let's see, about three months ago, and he told me, there's a, there's a rumor out on you, pastor. He said, I don't know if it's true or not, but this is a rumor. He said, the rumor is you're a millionaire. I said, whoa, that's a nice rumor. <laughs> I said, I said I'm, I'm not, but, you know, hopefully I've rece received that, you know, <laughs> from, uh, from, from your lips to God's ear. <laughs> Amen. You know, you know, let's get that millionaire status going, you know. And uh, he said, the other rumor is that, that you paid for this church. You bought it. Did you build it? You built it with money, your personal money. That's a shame they don't want to give credit, good credit to y'all for building this church. <laughs> they want to give all the credit to me. You know, and, and part of that is competitiveness. Part of it could be some jealousy there. You know, so because people wonder, how you build something like this? You know, with us. You know, how you do that? You do it by faithfulness. You do it by tithes and offerings. You do it by sacrifice. You do it by service. You do it by people coming together in unity, praise God. You do it by acknowledging the blessings of God and, and stepping out on faith to, to know that God is able. I knew that when we started this church that God was going to allow us to build a church. I had no doubt in my mind that God was going to allow us to not, you know, to build a church. We weren't going to have no 25 years building fun. You know, we weren't going to be the jokes or the comedians. Well, how many, what they done built with that building fund that they've been having perpetually? Amen, somebody. No, no, no. We're going to have a building fund, and we're going to build a church. Amen. So in five years, we were in this church because of God's blessings, because God can bring the increase, and he honors faith and faithfulness. He honors faith and increase. He sends the increase if we but believe. Amen, somebody. So the question is, are you willing to be extravagant, extravagant, lavish, amen? That's, that's what it says in response to God. Am I willing to be lavish and extravagant 
Yeah, am, I, am I unreserved in my response to God? Do I spend time meditating and thinking about how do I bless God today? Amen. Do I bless him with my time, my energy, my effort, my investments? I look at my checkbook or I look at my income and say, what, what do I give to God this week? And, you know, not, not, not that I have to give, but I get to give. God, what do you want me to, how do you want me to respond this week? What an opportunity to invest in what you're doing. What, a, what an opportunity to help build the kingdom. What, a, what an opportunity to bless other people to know Christ and to receive Christ and to experience Christ. What an opportunity to invest in what the kingdom is doing in the world, praise God, to try to make a difference, to build a church, to bless a community, to, to empower outreach. But first we have to realize when we give, we don't give to the church, we don't give to the cause, we're giving to God. Amen. Some folk got the wrong, wrong mindset. So sometimes if you have the mindset, well, I'm giving to the church, then I want to monitor the church. I want to control the church. I want to come in and tell the church what it ought to do. Amen, somebody. So I want, I, I want, I'm still in charge of my money. I ain't never really gave it to God. Amen. So that kind of mindset will have you, you know, hesitant and leery. Amen, somebody. We have to give as giving unto God. God is who we give to. God is who we sow to. God is who we believe, who we believe in for the harvest, the re reaping of the, of, of, of the dividends and the proceeds and profits, praise God, because he is able. He's the one who ushered the promise, and he's the one that we should be responding to. He's the one who said that he come to say to us one day, well done, my good and faithful servant. Amen. You've been, you've been, you've been accountable over these few things. Come on in. Let me make you more involved. Let me give you more to manage, praise God. Don't you know that this is just a managerial prequalification that we're in the midst of? He's trying to determine what we can manage. He wants to give you more to manage, but if you don't show yourself faithful in how you manage what he gives you while in the planet, how are you going to be able to handle what he plans to give you on the other side when there's a new heaven and a new earth? When he comes down to the earth himself to sit on the throne to reign for a thousand years, Amen? Will, be, will we be ready for the recreation? Will, be, will we be ready for the new bodies and new opportunities and the new management that's going to take place? Because he put us in charge of the world, but he's going to put us in charge of more. I don't know what God's plan is. You know, all these planets out here, he might just go ahead and terraform them and make them all, make them all habitable. Amen, somebody. So I'm, I already put everything in place. They don't even understand. They don't even know. You know, I'm going to have more for them to manage. We don't know. Amen. But God has a plan in place. And I'm just glad to be in the number. Amen. When the saints go marching in, I want to march with them, praise God. What about you? And I want to be found faithful, not just after a while and by and by. We want to be found faithful in these financial areas right here, right now. Praise God. Right here, right now, right here, right now. Praise God. Accountable. You know, planting and sowing, believing God for an increase that I can't possibly fathom, comprehend, or understand. It's unfathomable what God brings in terms of increase. Amen. My life has exceeded my expectations, and I am so thankful. Amen. If you knew how I grew up, you would understand that. I, I would have been, I would have settled for a lot less because I didn't grow up with much. Amen, somebody. In my era, there wasn't nobody growing up with a whole lot. But, but we had faith, and God opened doors. God opened doors. 
And God has now opened doors for the next generation, my progeny, my children, my grandchildren, our children, our children's children can be blessed and will be blessed. We can begin to sow seeds for their increase right now, praise God. But don't wait, don't hesitate, don't delay, don't put this off. Invest in what God is doing right here, right now. And when you move with God, he moves with you. When you decide, I'm moving with God, God is going in this direction, I'm going in the same direction. When you move with God, you can't help but prosper. When you move with God, you can't help but be blessed. When you move with God, you can't help to experience increase. When you move with God, you can't help to experience abundant life and eternal life and everlasting life. When you move with God, God moves on you, and God moves you forward. Somebody say forward. Won't you stand all over the house? Well done. My good and faithful servant. You've been faithful of a few. Come on up. Come on in. Let me make you faithful over much. And that's not just a promise for after a while. That's a promise for right here, right now. Amen. So we have a tangible expression of our love, a demonstration of our love for God through the depositing in the soil of the kingdom seeds. We sow seeds in the soil. We believe God for the increase. And trust me, he always comes through. Trust me, he always comes through. Always. He never fails. You know, men and women may fail you. Corporate America may fail you. Governments may fail you. Amen, somebody. People may fail you, but God never does and never will. So I put my trust in God. What about you? I put my trust in God. On the dollar bill it says, in God we trust. Do you really trust God? Well, he's going to be the Lord, the overseer of every aspect of your life. Because he is the one who ultimately orchestrates it all. He is the one who manages the economy. He is the one that allows you to prosper in the midst of poverty. He is the one that allows you to be blessed when others are cursed. He is the one who adds to and increases and multiplies and even blesses exponentially when faith is in him. Amen, somebody. We believe God. We believe God. We believe God. Say that with me. We believe God. Do you really? Say it like you mean it. We believe God. We believe God's words. We believe God's promises. We believe God's prospects. We believe God's projections. We believe God. If he said it, he'll do it. If he spoke it, he'll bring it to pass. We believe God. I believe God. We have to believe God. I want to invite somebody to believe him today. To leave out from this place saying, you know something? This is a non-negotiable. I'm trusting God in this area of my finances. And I'm believing him for supernatural direction and correction and guidance in this area. And I'm believing him for the increase. Amen, somebody. I'm not going to go with the world's formula. I'm going with what God says works. I'm believing on him. Amen, somebody. Trust in Jesus. Jesus showed his trust in God by being faithful to his Father 
in real detail. Amen, somebody. Whatever his father said to do, that's what he did. Even though it kind of threw him once or twice in terms of saying, well, could this possibly pass me? But no, then he, then he contended, not, not my will, but let your will be done. That's the sacrifice of Jesus. He's shown us how to be generous. He's shown us how to sacrifice. He epitomizes and he is the example of generosity. While we were yet in sin, he died for us. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. This is the key to not being perishable. Amen, somebody. Faith in God. I want to invite somebody to exercise faith, to step out on faith, to come forward in his name, to connect with the church, to be a part of the family, the fold, the fellowship that God is building, this part of the Christian church, Rejoice in the Lord Ministries, this church. Invite you to get connected. Invite you to affirm or reaffirm your faith. Invite you to dedicate or rededicate your life today. You can step out into these aisles. The Word says, if you acknowledge me before men, I will acknowledge you before my Father who is in heaven. So we invite you to make a decision today to prioritize him, to connect with the family, the fold, the fellowship, the community of believers, the community of the redeemed in the name of Jesus Christ. I've been redeemed. What about you? So we invite you to act on that freedom that he produces by stepping on faith and coming forward. Every heart praying, let's worship for a few moments, and we invite you to come as we're, as we're singing and worshiping. The invitation is extended to you. You may be new in our community. You may be seeking a church home. We invite you to come. Come on, lift them up and worship with God. Thank you. What a blessing. What a blessing. Oh, my God. 